the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? It looks like you're doing a little bit of remodeling in your office today. I, I am. And it's funny, on camera, it doesn't look that bad, actually. It actually looks pretty good. But if I step aside, as I showed you a second ago, it's kind of messy, but my, my head and my body are blocking most of the disaster that's behind me. And if you saw my desk, you'd be like, holy crap, what the hell's going on? But yeah, it's going to be fun. I, the new setup, I think people are really going to like it. I think we're probably a week away from it getting done because like the centerpiece of it is still being delivered it's it's being shipped so you'll see you don't even know what it is well we are getting ready we're pretty darn close on buying a building and if we buy the building then i was scoping out my studio so i'm really excited about building that out i'm going to try to make a studio workplace that sort of works both ways without having to switch from one side of the room to the other if if i can pull it off and i also want to be able to stand because i really enjoy standing when we record Nice. I mean, that, that'll that be tough to pull off. I'm, mine's actually going to be in two spots. I'm going to have my work spot and then my recording spot. So I would like to be able to do that. If you can pull it off, I'll be really, really impressed. But it is interesting how those two spaces kind of interfere with the object of what you're trying to do. Correct. And so you want to get to our topic today? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, Let's talk about accountability. So let's hear it. You got a scenario or a situation for us to discuss? Well, interestingly, so I swear to God, this will sound really weird. But since I started 75 Hard, I've been having things happen where I think of some weird little thing and then it happens. Like I get to the gym at five in the morning. I'm the first one there. I've never had my locker selected by somebody else before I get there. And as I was walking in, I was like, boy, that'd be weird if somebody had my locker when I got there. I got there at 5.04 and somebody had my locker. So so then, and this has happened like six or seven times in the last two weeks. Today, I send you a text saying, hey, I want to talk about how to keep people accountable without either completely not paying attention or losing my shit when something happens. And then, of course, the world, the universe, God gave me a, a perfect scenario for us to talk this through. So is that Okay. Absolutely. And your, it was funny because I feel like your text was kind of almost like stream of thought. And I was trying to interpret what Jim Hacking was trying to say to me. But so I'm so curious to hear now what this scenario is. Okay. So 
As you know, we're both running pretty large firms, much larger than we used to. And when we ran the, the firms in the old days, we were handling the cases. And so the question is, how do we make sure that cases are going out the way we want, that our systems are working, and that quality control is in place, and that things are being done the way we want them to be done? Well, one of the best ways to do that is to spot check. Our buddy Jay Ruane told me that, you know, he just randomly picks five or seven cases, looks them all over because he doesn't want to have to go through all of them. And he has reporting and all these other things. But the spot check for accountability just can't be beat. So about 10 minutes after I sent you that text saying this is what I wanted to talk about, I got a very nice email from a very nice lady in India. She hired our firm to um, get her to the United States. So, you know, a lot of times in those scenarios, Tyson, we deal with the U.S. citizen the most. Like the overseas spouse, they may not be as savvy. They may not be as electronically savvy. They might not be as involved in the whole thing. That's not always true. You know, sometimes you have someone over there who's like, get me over there, get me over there, get me over there. And they're like, they're like all on top of things. So I said, well, this is a great opportunity to spot check one of our cases. Hmm. So I go into Filebind, and the first thing I learned is that the case was first originated in May, early May of 2022. So it's four months old tomorrow. Tomorrow it'll be four months old. And I go to the bottom of the feed and I work my way up. And looks like everything at the beginning was pretty good where the intake person acknowledged that we opened the matter, excited to work with you, sent the introductory email, sent the text, all documented in Filevine. And then it looks like the client, the U.S. citizen client, was a little bit slow in getting us documents. And there was some back and forth, back and forth. But when I looked at the list of documents that we were, that we were asking for, I'm like, we don't need half of this stuff to get the case out the door. We're going to need it later at the second stage of things when we get to the State Department, mostly about taxes. But we don't need that stuff now, right? So I, that was one thing that sort of caught my eye. And then, and then there started to be sort of some large gaps between communications. There was a month between when we sent the list of documents that were missing to be filed and then the follow-up. A whole month went by from June to July. And then the client sort of revived. And this is not atypical. This does have, you have some clients like this. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's certainly within the realm of client conduct that we see. So then the paralegal goes back and forth, gets the documents. And one other thing I notice in the feed is that there are no attorney notes. There's no attorney notes. So I click over to team and file and it appears that Tyson, there hasn't been an attorney assigned to the case. <laughs> There's no attorney assigned to the case. Now, could it be that the four-month delay was related to the fact that there's no attorney overseeing things or that our system doesn't have alarm bells for when a case has been languishing for four months? So I did a little timeline for the team. And I said, I basically explained it the same way I do. I said, I like getting emails like this from clients. Like I was CC'd on, a, on an email from the client. And I said, I like getting emails like this. And I said, so I decided to take a look. And I walked them through the timeline that I just gave you. And I sent that off right before we got on this call. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, I didn't lose my temper. I, I asked a lot of questions. I said what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that our system wasn't sounding the alarm bell that four months went by. I'm worried that I think we've bloated the first part of the procedure that we don't really need to be doing to require all these documents that we could really get it out the door. Because you know me, I'm always focused on getting it out the door because 
you know, USCIS takes a long time anyway. So you got to get that thing on file. If you have to add a thing or two later, that's better than just waiting. Right. And, and really our system set up so you don't have to add stuff later, but I think they've bloated it up with all this other stuff that they're going to need later to make life easier on them, but not about speed. And then of course, I'm worried about the fact that there's no attorney assigned to the case. So when they do attorney case review, guess what? It's not on anybody's list. So I'm really excited about doing it. And I was channeling Jason Selk and I'm like, identify the problem with one minute, start looking for solutions and not get upset. But there's a wee bit of me, a wee bit of me that is upset and that is more worried. And that's sort of the way I framed it in the email. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I don't need you to just tell me you need better systems. I know that, but I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I have got thoughts. I'm not going to tell you what the thoughts are yet. I'm just going to ask you some questions. So when it comes to those basic things like assigning an attorney, is that a checklist item anywhere? It's a task that's given to the supervising attorney. Well, so the the supervising attorney assigns an attorney to it? And a paralegal and two, two paralegals, yeah. At what point is that assignment assigned. So at what point does that task assigned to that senior attorney? Now, right when the matter is opened, I don't know how it was back in May. I think it, it wasn't in all fairness to the supervising attorney. I don't think it was. I mean, I looked, there's not a task at the bottom that says I did it. And actually that's a good point though. That's a problem because the task is sort of open up the file and assign the case. It doesn't say open up the file and assign attorney one task and open up the file and assign a paralegal the other task. So that might be one little place. Out of curiosity, why is the supervising attorney assigning the case to someone? To help manage caseload because they have the best sense of who's sort of swamped at the moment. I think it should be automatic and just a rolling thing, but people around here don't agree with me. I don't know if I agree with that either. We don't have it automatically assigned either because we want certain types of cases in certain pods. So I don't think I... There's that too. There's one pod that does sort of more of these overseas cases and this ain't that pod, but anyway... Why isn't that handled by the leads team after the cases are converted? Oh, leads team doesn't touch cases. Okay, so cases converted and then it goes over to who? Does it then it go automatically go over to supervising attorney or someone else? So Kelsey's got it tricked out so that in Panadoc when the client signs a contract, it opens up a matter in QuickBooks and it opens up a matter in FileVine. When the matter is open in FileVine, it creates the task to the supervising attorney to assign the case. Okay. I don't know that it has to be the supervising attorney, but that's how it is right now because that was Amani because when we were smaller, she had everybody in the office and she could say, oh, I I can see Tim's really busy. I'm going to give this case to Caitlin. So here's how we have, I know we're kind of getting to the details, but I I think this is important. So we have our CARES team, which is our leads team. We call it our CARES team because that's more client facing name. The way we have it is we don't want there to be, and I know I've talked about this in the guild. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but we don't want there to be this drop off between Okay, leads team handling it, and then, okay, you're just shuffled off into onto someone else, and onto another team. We want that continuity. So the CARES team is also responsible for doing client check-ins throughout the case. That way, there is that continuity all the way from start to finish, and that way there's that that connection because you know how people develop these connections with, with someone right at the start of the case, and they really like that person, and they feel like, oh, I really like that person. I want to stick around with that person. So we do have that continuity, but we have our people, and I mean, you know, 
know what's best for your firm, but we have our CARES team assign those cases at the very beginning. It's one of their checklist items. And we developed these checklist items. Like we, we were very methodical about it by like the, the most important things. It's not all the nitty gritty things. It's all the most important things. And one of those is, and that's why I think it's interesting is assigning that case to an attorney so that that does not happen. And and that happens within the first day. I'm, I'm, I've actually pulled mine up as you were talking, my checklist items. And on day zero, once the contract signed, that is whenever the team is assigned. So it happens right away. It doesn't move on to that next stage. It remains a new case until it goes basically new case over to intake because then that's whenever the transition happens. The team, the, that actual team does the, the full intake, but it does not move on to the next step until the, the team is assigned. You might want to consider doing something like that before any legal work is done on it. You assign it so that you, it sounds like you might have done that, right? You've got some sort of accountability built in now. Well, I'm still pissed at you from last week. For making me think about making me think about how I'm always on to the next case and not fully diving in. Like what you're saying could conceivably work. I would need a, a lot more of a leads team because they're working on the next cases. And I think there might be a way to do that transition that might I don't want the leads. I mean, there we have a pretty hard wall between leads and operations. And maybe that's part of the problem. I don't think that's particularly the problem here, but I understand your point. So I think that we need to think about what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, what you have going on is working for you, but I think you probably get what I'm talking about too, where it goes, people can feel like they're being shuffled around from team to team. That's and, true. And, like, oh, that, and then that's the part that I was mad about that. So that, sorry, I forgot to clarify. So yeah. you pointed out last week, Jim, walk me through how a client gets to talk to an attorney. And it was like, they talk to the client coordinators first, then they talk to the intake team, then they go to the lawyer, then they go back to the intake team and it's like a ping pong ball. And so then what I'm hearing you say now is that continues through the whole scenario. So now I'm doubly pissed at you. It's two episodes <laughs> in a row where you've given me more work to do and things to fix. Part of what it, it's going to kind of create a problem for you if you were to do it, it does require a bigger team. You know, it's, but it also relieves some of that stress on your people throughout the case too. And it will also, it allows the client to give more honest feedback too, because think about this. Let's say that I'm, I'm representing you. Are you going to say to me that you're not happy with me? Maybe, but most likely not. But you would tell a third party. It's almost like they're an independent third party mm -hmm. that they're willing to tell, hey, you know what? I really wish Tyson were a little bit more communicative, right? I like something like that. You're, you're less likely to say that to me. So it is that independent sounding board. And that's the purpose of it. And that's why I like it. It's not for everybody. I get that. But um, it's just something, something to consider. And with this, so this is, this actually is all related. This is actually all related. So this is good that we're talking about this. This also, it, then the reason why some of these are built in, we've got a two week check-in that's built in for that the cares team does. So, th so this isn't done by the team. This is done by the cares team. This is that continuity. So the, the two week check-in it's so in the first two weeks, they call to check in to see how things are going. And, th and then, and that's how it's framed. Hmm. 
where, you know, Hey Jim, this is Tyson. Just calling to see how you're doing. See if, see if there's anything we could do for you. And we have a list of questions that they go and we have them rate their experience to that point. And if it's low at that point, we know we, we need to adjust course and that we've missed something. And it's also an opportunity for us to, to identify any issues like what you're talking about. Hey, no attorney has been assigned to this. We need to get an attorney signed to this so we can get things moving. And that's where that the powers that cures team comes in. Running your own practice can be scary. Whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm, or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license, the stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt-ridden second-guessing and mistake-making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time is a step-by-step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you are prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want and we'll show you how to become a Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course. You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Tyson's helping me diagnose some problems with one of our cases that sort of illustrates bigger problems. And as often, he's given me great wisdom, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I like that idea of having the intake person who signed it. Because people really like the intake people. Like, they really like... And then they also... If I had to identify a hum coming from operations, it's like they wish they heard from their paralegal a little bit more, and they wish that things were as fun and energetic as they were with the leads team. So that's a point well taken. What about the issue of just sort of what I found that the case hasn't been assigned, that people aren't like that there was a month where nothing happened. Any ideas on how to, especially that one, like sound the alarm when something like that happens. Something that uh, Kashif, we used to do, I used to do this based upon a report and something that Kashif has built out for us is that, and you can do this easily in Filevine, if there's been no contact and do you have a separate client contact tab or is it all in the activity tab? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) So we built a separate client contact tab. We have one for enemy contact and one for client contact. Enemy, nice. Yeah. Isn't that kind of fun? It's so yeah, enemy contact and then client contact, the client contact one, he just built that where if it's an automatic task now used to be, it'd come to a report for me, but now it's a, an actual automatic task where if there's been no client contact within three weeks, what happens is it creates a task for the triple C to reach out to them. And and that's automatically built out. And that's in addition to other tasks that are built in throughout the case process. And that's also in addition to the client check-ins that our people do. And it just brings up onto our radar that, hey, something's amiss here. We need to reach out. And sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, we haven't put a note in the file. And it, and so, okay, I did speak to this client. I just need to put a note in the file. And it, and it allows us to address that. So there's things like that that you could build in that you should build in that automatically create a task for your people. And that can easily be done. Kelsey can figure that part out. And another thing, and you'll want to pass this on to Kelsey, in our client contact tab, whenever you enter a note, because my biggest concern about doing it the way that we do it was that I want the the activities tab to be updated and he's built a zap where when you enter something into the client contact tab, it automatically puts it into the activity tab. That way, when you're looking in the activities tab, um, you can see what's going on and, and have like a full picture of things. When you talk about the activities tab, is that different than the feed? You know, like the activities tab is like the feed is for all files. The activities tab is for that. that oh file. yeah, for that, for that. Yeah, the feed for that file. 
Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. I gotcha. All right. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about all this stuff? Sitting back and like being a law firm owner. And I, I would imagine that this gives you some consternation like it did for me. I mean, do you ever have situations like this? We, we all do. I think there are people who will tell you, oh, I know we never have a, a case fall through the cracks like that. That's not, that's not true. I think we all have these situations where something, something is ignored or a checklist item is, is checked off and it shouldn't have. It concerns me that it is September and this is, it was May. That concerns me. That's, that's a long time. I mean, that really is and, a long and time. And that big month, that, those two things are really what bother me. And, you know, in all fairness, the U S citizen spouse did go a little bit slowly, but we have to build in for that. Like, okay, you know, you have a slow walking client. I mean, sometimes these guys aren't in such a hurry to get their spouse here. I'm not saying that about this case, but sometimes that's actually true. Right. So we have different personas and we have to think about the personas of the people. Like some people are super organized and get you everything on the very first day. Some people get you stuff, you know, after you nag them for a week and a half. Right. And so we've got to account for that. We've got to take that into account. And I think one of the things over there in the operations is that they've been busy. So they focus on the people that are moving fast at the expense of the people that move slow. When in fact, they probably need to reverse it a little bit. I've got two thoughts. One is, so case status is a new product that we're using and we're still in beta. We're rolling it out with, you know, a few clients. We're not doing it with all of our clients just so we work out all the kinks. And they've got a button in there that's really handy, Jimbo, really handy, where if the client's not getting you what you need, which is, that's a common problem, right? Actually, I would say it's it's not an uncommon problem. That's what I'll say. There are sometimes where clients won't get you everything that you need. And you can put the case on hold in case status and a big red ribbon appears on the app that says your case is on hold until you whatever, you know? And so that is something I'm really interested to see how that works going forward. I can't, I don't have enough feedback to tell you right now, but I do like the idea of it. So that's one thing. The other thing is, is that, and this is more concerning to me than anything, I'm going to make an assumption that you all are doing file reviews on a regular basis and that, that this was not caught on a, on a file review. Perfect. So let me tackle both of those. I love the first one with the red ribbon and here's why, you know, it took the client a month to get us some stuff, but you know, damn well that when he's talking to his wife every night, Oh yeah, baby, I'm working on that case. I'm working on, I sent them everything. I'm just, I, I don't know. I haven't heard back from them. I don't know what the deal is. And if baby gets on the app and sees this big red line, she's going to be, you son of a bitch. You get those passport photos over to him. I'm tired of sitting here in India. I want to be in the United States. Get that done. Yes. And as far as case review, you know, I hate that case review. You know, that's like the bane of my existence. That was like the first thing that I got rid of. And I believe it's highly ineffective highly ineffective. So they just gave me proof of that. I mean, first of all, you can't do attorney case review if there's no attorney assigned to the case. That's a problem. But yeah, I get your point. I mean, I think with case review, there sometimes there's this mindless pending, 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 waiting on docs, waiting on docs, pending, you know, like where there's just no actual thought. So I trust FileVine to alert me better than I trust human beings to alert me these days. What's totally that? agree. And you can build in, uh, we have like yes or no buttons you, you built in on things where you can, it'll, it can alert you and on that. Let me ask you something. The supervising attorney, are they also practicing, like actually working on cases? Not many. 
Okay. That alleviates my concern because my concern was maybe the supervising attorney is a bottleneck and isn't getting to some of these things, but no. Okay. No, then we're going to find out though. He, he, he. And actually I think that the managing attorney in May is different than the managing attorney now. So we'll, we'll see. There's lots to find out. So uh, tell me something I want to ask you about. I want to be able to improve on this one. How are you, I mean, wh- what are you doing when it comes to reporting to make sure that files aren't falling through the cracks? Like, so what are some of the things that you all do in your files? That's a great question. Clearly not enough. I'm not in operation, so I'm going to go find out the answer to your question. Okay. I, li- I like that. And we'll report back. All right, Jimmy. I think that's enough. We've, uh, I think we've analyzed your firm and done, uh, I think we've done a lot of good work here. So let's go ahead and wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to join us in the big Facebook group. Uh, there's just so much great information being shared there. If you want a higher level conversation, join us in the guild. Go to maxlawguild.com. That's maxlawguild.com. Uh, just, it's just a fantastic place to be. I love, love hanging out in the guild. And while you're listening to our tips and our hacks, please give us a five-star review. We would really, really appreciate it. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? My hack of the week is something that I posted in a guild yesterday, which is there's a huge difference between having nothing on your calendar and having one thing on your calendar. It's a huge difference. Having big blocks of time where you can just think or work, doing deep work, that's so much more beneficial, I think, at least to me, than having to remember, like if I have something at 10.30 and I'm free all morning, that 10.30 thing is just nagging my brain the whole time leading up to it so that I don't forget it, so that I'm thinking about what's going to happen at it. I really encourage everyone to have big blocks of time away from the office, away from other people, or in the office when other people aren't around, where you can focus and do the high-level work that only you can do as the law firm owner. I like it. That's very, very good. So for my tip of the week, I have been writing in this journal. It's one that Amy got me a while ago. You can actually write in the rain. It's called Write in the Rain. The pages can get wet and you can still write on it. It's kind of cool, but Mm -hmm. that's actually not what my uh, tip is. I guess that's a tip within a tip. I've been writing down little bullet points for my children that I'm going to give them this book whenever they're older. And it's just little, you know, lessons learned uh, along the way. And I'm, it's actually kind of exciting. I've been carrying it in my truck. And just whenever I think of something, I'll write it in there. And I'll give you like number 14 is tell people when you love them. So like just little bullet points like that. Number 10, try as many things as you can. And I'm I'm my, the whole thing is, is I'm going to, you know, fill this book with, you know, little bits of wisdom that I've learned along the way. And uh, hopefully it'll be a nice little gift that they'll treasure forever. But number one, let me give you number one, see what you think about number one. Be nice to each other. You're going to remember the times you had together forever. So things like that, you know. So I think it's a fun little thing that hopefully they'll treasure forever. That's a great thing. You know, I'll, I'll say this to you. I said it to somebody else yesterday that I was at home by myself yesterday in my unblocked time where I had you could do whatever I wanted. And I looked at a picture of the boys when they were young and I thought to myself, I wasn't thinking that, oh, that was a long time ago. I was thinking I keep getting further and further away from that. Like it's like a train that's leaving me, right? And so enjoy these times with Hudson going to kindergarten and enjoy Jackson and Boys Cub Scouts, all that stuff because it's gone way too fast. So I const- I don't know where I actually, you know, I think I saw this on a Facebook ad. <laughs> so I think that's where I saw this. But how old is, is Nor? Nor's 13. Okay, so... I'm going to really make you sad. 
Oh, this um, is the eighty-five percent thing. I know about that. You have only one thousand eight hundred twenty-five days of her being in your house. Yeah. Um, and that's if she leaves at eighteen to go to college. That's it. You know what I mean? That's all you got. And so you need to cherish every day. Yep, for sure. Thanks, brother. You bet, man. As always, enjoyed it. So I will talk to you later. Later. See you, dude. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.